if the Mr. Darcy hand that level of <laughs> if that's if this is what you like this book is going to be something that you probably like hello everybody and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast I'm Maddie here with Courtney hello and today we will be reviewing Happy Place by one of our favorites Emily Henry um so for those of you joining us for the very first time maddie and i do these reviews of books and we start off with a spoiler free review where we talk about some of the elements we give it a numerical rating uh, we also talk about whether or not we'd recommend it to friends or um our sisters which is really just a gauge for whether or not it's appropriate for people under the age of 18. Um, and then during the latter half of this episode, we will discuss a spoiler version of the review where we will talk about like plot points and stuff like that. Now I'll give you a little bit of a warning before we transition. But yeah, so that's how we that's how we roll around here. Anyways, uh, Maddie and I have reviewed, what is it? Two, three, two, three? Two. Two Emily Henry books. Book okay, yeah. And we both read that just independently. And liked it too. And um, I also liked this book. I just love Emily Henry. She's very, she's a very talented lady. This one was really sad, honestly. <laughs> it made me cry at some points. It was very depressing. <laughs> it is not happy. <laughs> I actually don't really like this book. Oh, really? Yeah. I, oh I was, I was, I'm like it. I wrote in my Goodreads review this morning, like, I was like, it pains me to say this, but this was one, this one was a miss for me. Like, I... Yeah, I will say I hated the ending, but, like... I... Yeah, okay, I really don't like the ending, and we'll talk about that, but I also really don't like Wynn. Okay. <laughs> I There yeah. is, like, there is a really big problem with him that is not resolved, and we'll get into that in the character development, but I don't think that his main issues were resolved throughout this book. That's fair. I think what I really loved was, like, the found family element. Like, I loved the group dynamics, and I thought everybody was really funny. The romance in this book is, like, not my favorite duo. Um, yeah. So this is, a, I, like, I did like this book, but I think it will be a lower score for me. Um, and I'm not just saying that, like, there are some problems with it. It was a lot. It was very sad. And I don't like <laughs> romance books. But like, aside from that, some of the conflicts just made me angry. Um, yeah. Those those will be kind of later on, though. So this this book follows. Um, it follows Wynne and Harriet and their little gaggle of friends um, that they kind of develop throughout college. Harriet doesn't have a great relationship with her family. Um, or, like, love in general, I guess. She just has, like, a really skewed perception of family and love because of her parents. Um, and Wynne has gone through some, like, family tragedies in the recent years. They were engaged, they break up, um, and then they're forced to go on this friend vacation that's a tradition in their friends group together. So it's a little bit of, like, a, it's, like, second chance Fort's proximity found family conglomerate uh, trope book. So it, it follows their relationship with their friends as they try and keep it a secret that they have parted ways. Um, and like they play up that they're still in a relationship. Uh, 
and there's some divisions within the friend group. Obviously, there's some divisions between our two main love interests. And in the end, of course, they all find a way to come together. Um, but there's a lot of bumps along the way. So, um, yeah, the main tropes in this one were romance tropes were like second chance, fake dating, that sort of mm -hmm. vibe for this book, which I think, I think this is my first second chance, kind of a little bit in people we meet on vacation, I guess, Mm -hmm. but I think this is the first one. This is the first one where it's, like, very clear. Like, there's some where it's second chance, like, after, like, a hookup or something. Or just, like, one faded, right, one faded night. This is, like, a whole relationship. Like, eight years of being together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit different, I think, than some of the other books that kind of have, like, a lighter note of that trope. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this book, it, there's funny parts, but Happy Place is a deceptive somewhat deceptive title um and it's also structured in a present slash flashback structure so there are some parts of the book where we're going back to like when the friend group was developing when she met when when everything fell apart and then we're we're flashing forward to the present where they are on this vacation for lobster yeah. Yeah, I will say that um, if you are a fan of em- Emily Henry's other three main books, so um, Beach Read, Book Lovers, and People We Meet on Vacation, there are elements of all of those books in this book. So it's like mm-hmm. if you were to take those books and combine them into one book, this is the book for that. Um, so that was just getting a little ahead of myself. That was a little bit of the criticism I have of it is that it didn't feel like revolutionary like her other ones did where like it felt different than the other types of romance books books we read this just felt like she took everything from those three and put them into one i feel like what was really different about this one was the side characters like yes it was definitely there were i think they were a lot more involved just because it was a group of them they're all in the same place than like some of the side characters in other books that are like the love interest aunt or uncle or parent you know I think that I think that that's true. However, her sister, uh, not her sister, but um, Libby played a huge role in Book Lovers, which that's is true. The main, which is Nora's sister. So, I, that and that was the last one to have come out, which came out in I think October of last year. So that's fair. Yeah, this is just I guess on a much larger scale because there's mm-hmm. several different people, but. Um, yeah, they're all, like, professionals now in their careers. Couple lawyers, doctor, furniture repairman, um, Farmer. farmers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a wide array. And I think it touches on a lot of interesting topics, like, uh, growing apart from friends groups as you get older, dealing with, like, long-distance relationships and grief as an adult with, like, your parents passing away. So it touches on some pretty serious things. Um, that being said, there are some pros and cons, in my opinion. But um, overall, would you recommend this book, Maddie? Um, I, I would, but I would just put it in the general category of, like, you should read Emily Henry books. I don't think I would specifically say you should read Happy Place by Emily Henry if somebody's like, what, I sh- what should I read? There's the other books I'd recommend before that. I'd recommend Beach Read before any of it. <laughs> um, 
of the other ones, but I would just put it in the same category as like just recommending Emily Henry in general. So yes, but I wouldn't go specifically to this book. I kind of agree. Like I I would recommend this book, honestly. And like, I think it's mostly because like we, so we've read a couple books from different authors on this podcast that we did not enjoy. And as much as this one, I like like I said I liked it it's not my favorite Emily Henry book like as much as this one isn't necessarily as good as the other ones I still think it's leaps and bounds above some of the other books that we've read um so like yeah I mean I guess we said like general category Emily Henry books yeah this falls under that and I would recommend her as an author but I mean I also would not recommend this to my friends who like <clears throat> Hallmarky romances because this is just like pretty heavy dose of reality in like some crummy ways which i it's down to we'll talk about this in realism but like people suck in real life so like not everything's gonna turn out sunshine and roses but i still thought it was a good book emily henry is just a, a great author in general she's very good at writing um this one had some heavier well i think her, some her books usually have like a touch of the heavier underlying stories but this one just felt like a lot like everybody's kind of got something going on and it was just really sad to see mm -hmm. the characters like be in love with each other but so heartbroken um okay so would you recommend it to your younger sister um you know what i think i would there's like a little like a little tiniest littlest bit of smut in this book but it is not a smutty book that I like it's like maybe half a page yeah I agree I think Katie could probably read this and be okay like it, it wasn't super graphic or anything it's also like at the end of the book so yeah the like very the last, last minute 20 pages 20 percent of the book at least I don't know I've read it on my kindle I don't know well yes. I read it on my ipad but you know what I mean <laughs> so that also kind of sucked. I hate when they draw it out to like the very last second. It drives me nuts. Like there's like, there's a there's a balance between like building tension and like going too long that I like lose interest and just get mad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I understand that, but also like it was less like tension because they have already been together for like ten years and they've only been broken up for five months, so it's not really anything like new and exciting to them it's that's fair i guess the tension for me just came from i felt like they were like fighting doing it the whole time um they're like we're broke but we're broken up and then there's like you know mr darcy hand squeezing grazing fingers and stuff like uh -huh. that right right there's a, there's a lot of if you're into hands this book is for you if the mr darcy hand that level of <laughs> if that's if this is what you like this book is gonna be something that you probably like i can agree with that <laughs> that's your specific genre <laughs> yes i'm trying to do it i i don't have mr darcy hand it's, it's it's like like this you have to like, like relax and then you yeah, yeah. <laughs> insert clip here yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, 
So for our we, audio listeners, we're reenacting it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we didn't pick up on that. Yeah. If not, just do a simple Google search. It will appear. Yeah. Um, and if you've never watched Pride and Prejudice, what are you doing? Side note. Anyways, <laughs> so Maddie and I rate books, uh, romance books in particular, with four pillars. And that is witty banter, the most important character development, smut, and realism. And we do that on a scale of one to five because ten is simply too many. So we'll start off with witty banter. Maddie, on a scale of one to five, what would you give this book? Um, for the witty banter, so Emily Henry is really good at writing banter, but I don't think that this book was like an exemplary, exempl, exemplar, exempl, whatever. I don't think this was a great, um, like, okay, listen, I don't know how to speak English. Um, I think that this was not a good representation of what she's capable of doing. I just like there's banter in here and there are some parts that are really funny a lot of the parts that made me really laugh though are between like the friends and not between you know win and harriet um so i'm gonna give it like a four because it just it wasn't my absolute favorite emily henry woody banter like i i'm sorry but there will be literally nothing that beats the scene in beach read <laughs> with the bookshelves there will just never be anything that that beats that. Like it's so funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay, so you know what I was thinking while I was reading this book? What Kimmy is what Tessa Bailey wanted Hallie to be. Totally, secretly yours. Totally, like the whimsical, crazy mm-hmm. fun. But she was like, I I found that she was more well executed. Mm-hmm. Than how- she was also a side character, so that helped. I also, I just want to mention this. I don't know when it would be a good time to say this, but I really hate the names of most of these characters. Okay. Um, like, obviously, like, Cleo's a cute name, Kimmy's fine, and Sabrina's fine, but Harriet Wynn with a Y? Mm-hmm. W-Y-N? Mm-hmm. Like the hotel? Yeah. Um, yes. So... I'm, I think I'll also give the witty banter a four. I thought it was good. I thought, like, the dynamic between all the friends was good. I also thought, like, her and Wynn had a lot of quippy things to say to each other. Um, and I think Emily Henry is just particularly good at writing dialogue in general. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a four. There's no, like, I mean, it's kind of enemies to lovers, but not really. And that's always, like, the best material for witty banter. Mm-hmm. But, um, as we've okay. discussed countless times, yes, in case you have not heard that come out of my mouth the 1,000 other times I have spoken yes. into existence, um, all right, character development. So, okay, this is where we run into a little bit of an issue here. I don't like either of their character development, and I specifically really do not like wins. I don't, so Win has like some issues from the very beginning and they're very noticeable issues i won't say exact yeah well i was was gonna say i'm not gonna say exactly what it is but he's very insecure and that is something that is just present throughout the entire book like it he in my opinion does not change he remains insecure and i don't like him um he's kind of like a sad boy but like in not a fun way in just a 
and, and like like I felt I did not feel bad for him in this book. I felt sad for him. Like imagine being that like insecure all the time about everything. And it just was like not something that I was really interested in. And then Harriet's character development is an issue because I won't spoil what happens with with her development because like obviously that's the main development of the story is Harriet's journey. It's Harriet's perspective and everything. But I don't like hers either. I think that the ending was very like re- reductionist. Is that like the right word? Like like it just like. It was overly simplified at the end, and it was just very meaningless to me. So, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give the overall character development in this. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, the friends had okay character development, but their character development was such like a small portion of this book that it really is not as important so because the friends had good ones and the main characters did not i'm gonna give it like a three but it's like a low three okay (laughs) that's fair i'm gonna give it like a high three um i think okay i hated what harriet did at the end character development level zero um at the end of the day a lot of romance novels the conflict comes down to like something the characters to perceived to be as incompatibility and they find a way to make it work and oftentimes it's someone giving everything up which as maddie and i have discussed before drives us nuts there's a little bit of that present in this book um and so that was a little frustrating with win he's very insecure um but it's not like i think the problem for me is like he there's okay so he's insecure about whether or not he's like good enough kind of right and he doesn't want to keep Harriet from her dreams and all this other stuff and he doesn't feel like she cares there there's like there's a difference between not feeling good enough because you're like I'm so dumb I'm so stupid I'm not good at anything and then not feeling good Mm -hmm. enough because like you think your partner is so amazing like and the way it's executed is really important too because I think in like unfortunately yours which I really liked that we just reviewed recently um I liked the fact that like the male love interest was super into the main character the female love interest um and he felt like he was really lucky and that she like was out of his league that sort of thing I think that's very different from like having a very deep rooted insecurity that you let control all of your relationship and I don't yeah. really feel like he has a good resolution the friends character development between each other is great I do like like we could tell that they were going to come together at the end but I and I to be honest with you I don't like the way that the ending was but I also don't know how else you could have written the story for like them to be together which is obviously the objective of this book Yeah, I think that this is something we're going to talk about in the spoilers, because there's, like, specific things I want to talk about that involve this character development, but I don't want to say what they are for the people who haven't listened or haven't read yet and are only listening. So I think we should should circle back to this conversation in, like, ten minutes when we get to the next portion. You got it. But that's the gist. That's the general. So low three for Maddie, high three for me. We don't do, like, three point whatevers, right? But 
for me, it was in a four because I hated mm-hmm. the sacrifices made. I didn't, I felt they were very one sided and I felt like a lot of the, I felt like the reason their relationship was ended, like, like that ended, I didn't feel like she had that much culpability in it. And like, no. Not until the end, she's like, oh, I realized that I played a part in this. And I was like, but we didn't really, like, build that enough in the mm-hmm. story. No, but your move. We'll come back. We'll come back. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. 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 Smart. <laughs> okay. Like I said earlier, it's, like, half a page. It's not really dirty or anything like that. Um, I'm going to give it, like, a one because it's just not really a huge portion of this book. So, it, I mean, like, it's not... I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know how to rate it. So I'm going to give it a one because it's just like, if I could, I would give it an NA, like a, okay. a, a, I would admit it if I could, but I guess that makes sense. It's, it's not super in depth. It's not filthy. Um, and it doesn't happen often, but like, I would say that I could feel the tension building. Mm-hmm. And like, part of that is obviously because they were in a relationship together. And even though they, that ended and even though they haven't really talked about it you can tell that neither one of them wanted that to happen it's it's really it all just comes down to miscommunication but there's a lot of like will they won't they moments throughout the book that kind of built up the tension for me so i i did i feel like that contributed but the smut wasn't spicy and it wasn't frequent so like as we've talked like smut's kind of an arbitrary score for us just because you have to take so many things into account frequency how spicy it is do we like the characters? Do they have chemistry? I thought they had chemistry. Um, so I'll give it like a three. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't very frequent and it wasn't intense, if that makes sense. Like I said, the last time we discussed this, it's really just a gut feeling. <laughs> we mm-hmm. scored the smut category. True. My gut's telling me three. So, um, okay, realism. In terms of the realism of this book, I think that it is probably a four I think that a lot of the dynamics are real and the friendships and stuff like that there are certain parts of this that I just don't think are super realistic um but generally I would say it was so I'm gonna give it a four I think it was pretty realistic I think like the thing Emily Henry does is really like she brings romance into this category where it's something like a lot of people can resonate with because it's something they've experienced in their life, right? So like a lot of times with romance books, we have like fake dating, we have like marriage of convenience, billionaire proposal, like all these crazy tropes that just are kind of a farce. And like, I feel like her books are really real. And I feel like that carried in this one, like the, the reasons they break up are legitimate. It's a, it's a reason that people break up all the time. Um, and then, like, trying afterwards to keep a friend group together, I feel like that's something that people deal with all the time. I feel like the relationships they had were super realistic, right? As they get older, they grow apart. They have different interests, different careers. They live in different states. So, yeah, it's going to be different. And that's part of the main struggle between the friends group. Um, but I felt like that was super realistic, too. Like, I've definitely grown apart from my college friends group. I don't really talk to any of them anymore, honestly. Um, Maddie and I, like, we don't really talk to a lot of people from our high school friends group or anything like that. It's just part of getting older. You live in different places. You have different goals. Sometimes people are able to, like, maintain a connection, but not all the time, Uh, especially when you throw different careers and living situations into the mix. So I thought it was very realistic. Um, 
the ending was the only part where I was like, uh, in this economy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, yeah. I was like, I was like, I won't get, in, I won't get too much into it, but I read this and I was like, imagine Courtney doing this. No. <laughs> I could not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'll never financially recover from this. I literally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a four for me also. Okay, cool. All right, overall score. So I gave it a three, unfortunately. Okay. I just cannot get past Wynn's insecurity. It, it totally detracted the rest of the book for me. The ending was atrocious, in my opinion. Like, it was just brutal it didn't make any sense there was really no like build up to this particular type of ending and it was just not good like the ending not the whole book the ending specifically and because of those two things i could not in good conscience give this a four and that is like what was really on the edge for me i was like hovering over the i was like going like this with the three and the four on my phone and i was like (laughs) I just gotta give it a three. And I feel bad because I love Emily Henry. I really like these three books. These three are really, really good. But people or but people we meet on vacation. Happy Place is just not it for me. Like it is it is the the my least favorite of these four books so far. So I'm hoping that um the, the problem is like the general consensus is like that this book is really good. And I just hope that she hears this and she says, that's actually a valid criticism. And I understand why you might feel that way. Because everybody's like, this is the best book I ever read in my whole life. And I'm like, it's not. Beatrice was so good. What happened to this one? She seems like a reasonable woman. I Um, I love her. Yeah, This isn't my favorite Emily Henry book. It wasn't my favorite book ever. Um, But for me, it's a love for uh, and, you know, you're straddling the line. For me, like, I didn't mind the characters as much. There's, like, I agree with, like, with you on most of the plot points. I think what really has brought the score up for me is when I was reading this, there were a lot of parts where I was reading that I could just, like, feel it. Like, I'd mm-hmm. feel the emotions that the, the characters were feeling. And I think doing that as an author is really powerful, even if I don't like some of the outcomes at the end of the book. Like, I just really felt for them. There were parts where, like, they were being really vulnerable with each other, finally, and it almost made me tear up just because, like, it felt like you were there with them almost. Um, But I also hate the end. Like, I really don't like what she did. Um, Because it just doesn't make sense. Not today, not now. And, like, we generally have a dislike of this ending. But that being said, it was still a pretty good book. So um, we are now going to take a brief ad break for those of you listening, and then we'll be right back. All right. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for rejoining us. We are going to enter the spoiler portion of our review now. So if you want to read this book and you haven't yet, go ahead and stop here and come back when you're done. Uh, If you have read it or if you don't plan on reading it, stick with us. We're going to discuss some of the plot points, some of our irritations, if you will, Um. Yeah, and I don't have castings because obviously we just, as we discussed earlier, we didn't even have the right people in mind. No, no, apparently. Um, I will say, like, I loved the friends group. Like, I liked the dynamic that they all had together. Really, 
it, I thought it was good. It's a good example of a found family trope. I was I was gonna say that when they're all like fighting with each other at the like end of the book when like they're like I'm not gonna get a tattoo. Like you always yeah. just do things, or whatever. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that scene in Scooby Doo, the live action movie, when they when all, break, all when they break up and they're like, "Well, maybe I'll just investigate this on my own." Yeah, <laughs> they all break up. That's what. That's what it reminded me of. And Spooky Island brings them all back together, just like in yeah. Happy Place. <laughs> yes, Spooky Island, this small town in Maine. It's the same. 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 Uh, yeah, Yeah. I felt like that was so randomly thrown in there but I will also say Emily and Emily always does this she avoided culture pop culture references love bless her heart could have been so easy um but yeah like the lobster fest going in the background I was like is this necessary like it could have just been a vacation yeah I don't know that Um, it added to the plot no, uh, but I think that we should talk about the elephant in the room, the ending of this book. Or would you rather talk about my dislike of Wynn a little bit more? Let's talk about Wynn and then we'll talk about the end. Okay. Okay. So I started, okay. I read it on my iPad. For those who don't know, I am not an e-reader person. I just, most of the time I can't do it because I have to wear my glasses because I have astigmatism. But if I'm reading it in a book, it's not as bad because the the light the lights are not making it go long ways or whatever so usually i'm not an e-reader type of person i read this on my on my kindle and i realized that there's a little feature where you can highlight stuff but like way too late into the book like i was like (laughs) 75 percent of the way done with this book okay and i started highlighting every single time that win pissed me off okay um so Wynn's main character development throughout this book is that he, ideally it would be him being this insecure person at the beginning of their relationship and in, within their relationship they were in and then ending with him not being this insecure person anymore. But that doesn't happen. Throughout the entire book, he is talking to, so the book does the back and forth, right? It does like the past, her her past happy places, and her future and in both the past and the present win is insufferably insecure he is talking about how he doesn't think that he is or was good enough for harriet how he he's always talking bad about himself he's like i'm not smart you know i'm kind of an idiot i can't do anything right blah 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 and it's to the point where it's not just like a one-off comment where he's just kind of like oh my god i'm so stupid ha 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 but it's like something that he is consistently talking about and consistently saying and it's his main personality his main personality is that he is insecure and as he after he and harriet break up they break up because from Harriet's point of view, she and him had been separated because his dad had died and his mom had Parkinson's. And so she went to Montana for a little bit to, or he went to Montana for a little bit to take care of his mom. And Harriet stayed in in San Francisco because she was at her residency because she's a doctor. Um, And, you know, she's living in her place by herself. She's a couple of friends from school or from her residency program. And she meets up with one of with them at night usually, but the one night she goes and there's 
her other friends aren't there and there's this one guy there and they walk home and he kisses her and she immediately like is like no thank you like i'm with win i'm not interested in this she goes upstairs she calls win tells him and then win breaks up with her like he just straight up is like she's like i'm sorry like i i didn't like i didn't have any control over it. i'm so sorry and he's like i think we should see other people well that's not what he said <laughs> but it's it's the vibe okay i think the way i perceive that moment i mean i perceived it very similarly however what had just his biggest insecurity was that he like she's surrounded by all these people that are more qualified to be with her than he is because he's he's so stupid whatever um that's literally what the guy who kisses her says mm-hmm. he's like well why would you be with him like so that was like almost a manifestation of his insecurities so which validated them a little bit more for me but they were just it was a lot throughout the book i will admit that um, and I so, also think, like, with his group of friends, too, like, it's, when you choose to take a different path, but you keep your same friends who, like, you met in school and stuff who are going to graduate school, at a certain point, you have to accept the fact that, like, you're going to be hanging out with people who love you who are in a different league than you, like, professionally. And you can't let that, like, eat at you if you want to maintain the friendship. Which they're all happy to do. They don't think, like, well, this is, like, charity that we're friends with this dumb guy. Yeah. You know? No, they're not like that at all. But, like, the the resolution to his insecurity is that he's on um, anti-depression pills that have somehow magically cured his insecurities. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Um, maybe it helps a little bit, but his insecurities are clearly deeply rooted in his personality at this point. Yeah, that's like therapy and, level, you know? Yes. Like intense therapy. Intense therapy. And yeah, I, I don't think that his character development was very strong because it, at the end of the day, even with the way that things ended in this book, he's not changed and he didn't have to change. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the craziest part of it all. For some reason, Harriet has completely blamed herself for why this relationship is not succeeding and has taken, like, the full responsibility for all the things that happened in this relationship and then gives up everything to be with him. She does, yeah. Okay, so... And he does not. We'll discuss that now because I think we can kind of bounce back and forth. Harriet leaves her job as a neurosurgeon... To be a potter. And she's done pottery for, like, fun in San Francisco for, like, a couple months. Did you hear my joke? No. Harry Potter? Oh. (laughs) Hilarious. Thank you. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that would be, like, if I dropped out of law school so that I could open a resin Etsy store. Or be a full-time podcaster. Which is not sustainable at this point. <laughs> no, but um, that's well, the equivalent. This is like, That would be and, the equivalent. And that's why earlier I said in this economy, like, let me tell you right now, medical school is way more expensive than law school because I, like, I'll get out of school, I'll pass the bar, and I'll be making, like, pretty good money. People who start working off in hospitals like during their placements and stuff after they've graduated from med school they have to do those for years before they make like a really good salary like they make really good money after that 
you have to put in like mad hours and she is Mm -hmm. heavily in debt at this point like probably upwards of two hundred thousand dollars well she's gonna go make some pots in montana can we okay i want to try to like do a cost analysis here all right so she went to a private college for her undergrad so that's four years of a private school i'm assuming probably around sixty thousand dollars a year would you say that's a good number yeah, that's about right. Okay, so like, okay, so we'll say one hundred and sixty thousand dollars for just her undergrad. Um, you know what? I want to give it a. Li- I want to do a little bit more because it is an East Coast school. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be more over there. I'm gonna say it's to like two hundred. Okay, let's do one fifty right? for like. Yeah, we'll just do one fifty. Okay. Then she went to Columbia for med school, which is how long? F- four years it's four so med school has got it i mean we probably look up how much med school at columbia is yeah (laughs) one year of med school is seventy thousand dollars at columbia so three hundred thousand dollars med school i want to just double check it's four years okay four years so how much was that if it's 70 it's almost three hundred thousand Okay, so we'll make it's it almost five hundred thousand, and she lives in San Francisco. Okay, so then she's in her residency program, right? Yeah. Now, how much they they pay for residency, don't they? It's yeah, kind of like job, a GA. But you don't, yeah, but you don't make. Yeah, you make money. It's a job, but you don't make like doctor money. Okay, so then she's renting a one bedroom apartment. In San Fran. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. Based off of what Brielle's been sending us. <laughs> Not looking good. Not looking good. Okay. Right, let's see. I, I have also done some research while you've been doing that. Okay. And how much handmade um, pottery, the average Etsy celery, sell, or pottery is. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere from like 30 to like 70 bucks a piece. But she is like an amateur at this. Right. So... It's three, it's almost $3,000 for a one-bedroom apartment in San Francisco per a month. And she was, she's been there That's for like a That's probably like all right? her income. Was she Person there for like that year? is just, the interest is insane. Yeah, like a year. That's how long she's been, right? Uh, like 10 I months? So. Something like that. So we're looking at $30,000. That can't be right. Is that know. right? Three thousand dollars a month for ten months is thirty thousand dollars. Thirty-six. Twelve months. Oh, tw- ten months. Ten months. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty thousand dollars. I thank God I don't live in freaking San Francisco. When I was a kid, That's a I wanted down to live payment, there baby. So bad. It's a down payment on a house. So. She is. She okay. Now that we've detracted a little bit and we're back, she has approximately almost half a million dollars worth of debt right because her parents are and like she's gonna go make freaking pottery yeah she needs to sell oh my god she needs Girl. to sell if, if her pottery is 30 dollars, she sells it for 30 dollars a piece she needs to sell 14 million 400 thousand pieces of pottery 
to pay back her student loans. But don't you know he's making fancy tables now? <laughs> That's an excellent point. Let's let's do a ta- let's do a tables. Yeah, who's buying who is buying those tables? People in Aspen, Colorado. Okay, yes, but like there can't be that many people in Aspen, Colorado. Those are people who have like multiple. I don't know. It sometimes with stuff like that, like especially in communities where people are really wealthy, they'll walk into your house and be like, "Where'd you get that table?" At least that's what I know from wealthy people I know because I'm poor. Um, <laughs> I'm like this table is Home Goods. Thanks for asking. Yeah, poor people <laughs> ask you where you get your t- or rich people ask you where you get your table. That's like their personality traits. Like it's way like, fair. Thank like, you so much. From, from like this guy in Montana. <laughs> you would know him. Yeah. It's like really his boutique furniture. Yeah, his like Wyndham, like the hotel. Wind- yeah, the hotel brand. Not related, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like how we become, like, finance bros when we're I know. <laughs> Um, Anyhow, so yeah. she she is so that's, in that's half a million dollars of debt, and she leaves her job to go to Montana. To make where money. she's, to be honest, she's not even going to be happy there. And she's talked about that. How, like, she enjoys going to visit his family, and she likes being around his parents. Well, his mom now, because his dad's dead. Um, And also, like, his sisters, and, like, she likes to be around Wynn and stuff. But at some point in time, like, the number one reason why people break up is monetary issues. They're also planning a wedding. Oh, he totally just glossed over that. That's another $40,000. True. Yeah. That's a little crazy. But, like, the alternative is that he leaves his Parkinson's mother and his newfound dream behind to go live in San Francisco or he hates himself. Hear, hear me out. They could just not get back together. I know, but it's supposed to be a romance book. <sighs> to be okay, honest here's with you, the thing. I think that these two people, if they had not ended up together at the end of the book, I would have liked that so much more than them ending up together. I wouldn't have disliked the book if that happened. But, like, I knew it was going to. You know what I mean? I I think, like, this book would have been better if Emily Henry, because she brings up pottery, like, halfway through the book. And then it's just, like, that she's casually doing it as an outlet, right? If, the, if, if it had been like, oh, Harriet's been doing pottery as a hobby since college, and she's really good at it, but everyone always wanted her to be a doctor because that's more, like, prestigious. And then she finally, she's like, you know what? This isn't what I've wanted to do. It's never what I wanted to do. I want to be a, a potter like I've wanted to be my whole life. Like, that would have made sense. But there wasn't the background buildup for that. It was a, a casual hobby that she picked up when they broke up a couple months ago, like five months ago. And she's leaving behind a medical career that she has spent nine years in the making to go make pottery for a living. Like, that's just super crazy. Super crazy. So, okay, so she tells her parents this. And they are understandably like, whoa, you're making a rash decision right now. Like, let us come up there and talk to you. Which is, her parents, they don't have, like, a really great relationship. They're very distant, kind of cold, not really, like, loving or anything like that. But I think that, like, part of me thinks that Harriet might be an unreliable narrator Mm. to 
to portions of her relationship with her parents because like it just doesn't seem like she is putting in any effort either and so she's blaming a lot of like her lack of relationship with her parents on them but she also is very cold and distant herself yeah i think that's just like what they taught her but you have to take some accountability at some point and like Throughout the book, her main problem is that, like, her parents didn't want to, like, fight for each other, but they're together. Like, they're people who are together who shouldn't be together, and that they, like, projected their own dreams and failures onto her, and so she feels culpable. Let me read to you this part. You're right that I don't know what I want to do next. I admit, I'm going to have to find some other job that I hate a little less and chip away at my loans while I figure it out. But I know what I don't want. I don't want to be tired all the time. I don't want to be on opposite schedules from everyone I love or on call during dates. I don't want to be on my feet for eight hours at a time and have my knuckles bleed in the winter from overwashing my hands. I don't want to feel like I don't have time or energy to try anything new because everything I have is getting poured into a job I don't even like. I don't want to live my life like it's a triathlon and all that matters is getting to some imaginary ribbon i want my life to be like like making pottery i want to enjoy it while it's happening and not just where it might get me eventually so like i understand what she is saying but she already has a medical degree she could go into general practice and work five to nine or nine to five montana i'm sure they have a need they need doctors there there's nobody who lives there And like, even if you go into like a limited practice just to make ends meet, pay your bills, sort of thing, and then you do pottery on the side, sure. (sighs) I, yeah, that part was just really frustrating. It's like listening, it's like listening to somebody who's like extremely like privileged talk about how they can't afford it's like that meme of who is it bella hadid when she's like i didn't get my first pair of louis batons till i was 18 and it was really sad for me like that's the same energy i'm getting here i got myself in four hundred fifty thousand dollars of debt but i don't like medicine i want to make pottery and also her parents co-signed her loans so now her parents are screwed over too so why so her being like they're being so unreasonably upset about me making this decision saying i'm doing it rash first of all you are doing it rash you have never once mentioned prior to this in this portion in the story where you're like i'm really not happy doing medicine i think i'd rather be doing something else or whatever like and your parents have co-signed these loans you've already invested at least eight years into this Mm -hmm. so what are you doing that is a little wackadoodle oh my gosh I will say, it like, me- I liked 99% of the book besides the ending, though. I liked... The problem is, is that I'm such a good little guesser. I can guess kind of I know. Things. You, you ruin things for yourself by being so I intuitive. Know. Like, it, like, Cleo doesn't drink, right? Like, she's never drank. And I was like, that's just an excuse hmm. for her to be pregnant later on yeah. and nobody to be like, yep. oh, she doesn't drink. I also, I was like, I don't think they're getting married. Yeah. I don't think Sabrina and Parth are getting married. Yeah, I also was like, I think that they know that they're broken up because they were pushing them together a lot. 
Yeah. Well, and like Sabrina's so type A, I'm like, there's no way that if she was actually mm-hmm. getting married, she'd be like, oh, I just wanted it to be my friends. I'm like, she has an itinerary for the week. Yeah. Those things don't yeah. mesh. I do have a couple of, I have one one part that really made me laugh. Let me see if I can pull it up. Okay. Um, Like there were parts of this that did make me laugh and I did like, but overall I just can't. I just couldn't get behind the end. Okay. So, this is... Okay. I swallow my laugh, which somehow makes it louder, and Parth spins towards me and thracks me between my shoulder blades. What the hell, Parth? I cried. You were choking, he says. I was not, I say. Okay, well, I'm not the doctor here, so... And... And is Wemdm... Sorry. And is WebMD now telling people that if someone's choking, the best thing to do is punch them in the back of the head, Wynne says. It wasn't the back of her head, Parth said. It was more like mid-spine. Ah, yes, the lesser-known cousin of the Heimlich Maneuver, I said. The right hook. (laughs) That part made me laugh. Classic. Classic Emily Henry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, here. So, apparently... Another side note, you can you can write comments on, like, the things that you highlight, but I didn't see that until I was on Goodreads earlier, and it's like, we have all your highlights here, because I forgot that Goodreads and Amazon, Kindle, and all that stuff are, like, the same thing. Um, so it says, uh, he looks at me through his lashes, his mouth curling, no, Harriet, they wanted to hook up with me, that's not the same thing, I never fit in here, and I wrote, insufferable win. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like a bunch of I just have a bunch of comments to say Wynn is so insecure and it's actually annoying because his, his insecurities are his entire personality. Oh, now she gets really mad at her mom at one point in this book because she brings Wynn home and she says to her, Now that's the kind of boy who is going to want to move home and start having kids. He's going to want someone who's at home who has a life that matches his. I pictured you with someone who had a bit more going on, who wouldn't expect more from you than what you were able to give. And she is exactly right. That is exactly who he is. And she resents her mom for telling her this because she also knows that's true and that's not what she wants. But then she does everything and gives up all of her stuff to do exactly what her mom said. And it comes out, you know, her mom is unhappy because that's what she did for her dad. And Harriet is essentially going to end up in the same exact relationship as her parents. Man. Sad. Yep. But they love each other in every universe, Maddie. Oh my god, yeah, that portion too. I actually highlighted that because it was so annoying. Because he was like, um, it might not be me for you in every universe, but it's always going to be you for me. And she's like, why would you say that? Like, it's going to be for you for me also. And it's just him being insecure, and it's annoying. But, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the pro- so eventually Courtney and I are going to do like a, a rewind of like all the books that we read this year. We're going to talk about if we think that the couples are going to be together and stuff like that. I do not think that these people are going to last. Or if they do, you it's mean going the to serious be. crushing financial burden of the $500,000 of medical school debt is going to make their relationship difficult. Yes. And the fact that they've been together for like, Almost a decade, and then he, like, just broke up with her over the phone when they are supposed to be getting married. Yeah. He Joe Jonas'd her. 
<laughs> I saw, I saw, okay, we've talked about this a little bit. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but, like, everything I've learned about Taylor Swift has been against my will. Um, but uh, I was reading a comment, and it said that this book is so Taylor Swift-coded, as in me and Emily Henry are never, ever, ever getting back together. And I <laughs> laugh. I don't know. I'll read the next. I mean, obviously, I'll read the next one. I love em- Emily Henry books, but I just hope that they're not like this one. I re- just this one was not it for me. I hope that they are more reminiscent of her other three books, particularly yeah. Beach Read and um, <coughs> On Vacation. It wasn't my favorite, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's all I have, unless you. No, I don't think I. The, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse at this point. I feel like my criticisms are out there, and the world knows now how I feel. Thoroughly documented. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so. so that's Happy Place by Emily Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, Next week, we are reading Gobble to Fire. So we'll be back for more Harry Potter next next week. We'll be back with Harry Potter after this week's Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you should do the little closing for us. I don't know why I just started doing it. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, so more Harry Potter coming your way. Uh, we will be going through that for the next couple weeks, uh, because mm-hmm. I've never experienced it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something everyone should do at least once in their lifetime. Uh, and as I've heard from everyone who's ever read the series, it left a very strong impact on their life. So, um, all personal notions aside, you should read the Harry Potter series and also watch the movies so you can compare them in my opinion. Like us. (laughs) Like us. Yeah. Do just do what we do. Yeah. Do exactly as we do. Cause we, yeah, we're trendsetters. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're like the first people. You guys may have never heard of this book series that we're doing right now. It's called Harry Potter. Um, it's kind of like underground. Not a whole lot of people know about it. Um, it's about like this boy, and he's like got a scar on his head, and there's like a he's nose doing magic and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't know if you're into that sort of stuff, you might like it. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for week- joining oh. us today. I was gonna say the week after that though. Because I'm not going to lie, we are pre-recording quite a few of these episodes because we have a very busy next month ahead of us. Um, But the next book we will be reading is, other than Harry Potter, of course, is Twisted Hate, which I know a lot of you are looking forward to because I keep getting messages about it. Yeah, and you be in the comments. We see. We we see. see We're here. We're doing it. We'll we'll do it for you. For you. For you you specifically. Yeah. You know. Um, anywho, thank you for joining us today to discuss one of our faves, even if it wasn't her best book. Um, if you haven't read Emily Henry before, please start with Book Lovers. Please. It's the best one. Um, aside from really? that... Wait. Book what? Lovers is your favorite one? Um... I like Beach Read and Book Lovers are so close to me. Either of those two, start with them. Do them back to back, honestly. Yeah, just binge. Those two are phenomenal. People we meet on vacation, it's a close third. Um, But if you don't already follow us on social media, 
you can. We give you permission right now, right here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's at the Woody Banter Book Club on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest, you know, because that still is around for those of you who don't know it. Uh, for those of you listening, thank you. Uh, and for those of you watching on YouTube, please leave a like on this video. And if you haven't already, subscribe so you can see our lovely faces on a weekly basis. Yes. Also, we have a Etsy store. Yeah, we got some bookmarks, some really cutie cute ones that Maddie and I made ourselves that we sell on our Etsy store. They are $4.50, uh, so they are very reasonably priced and sturdy and cute, in my opinion. And all of the proceeds go towards supporting the podcast, our subscriptions for programs, uh, paying for equipment and materials, that sort of thing. A lot of the times when we get together and make extra content, that's what that will go towards. So we really appreciate all of you guys watching and for those of you who have supported us by buying bookmarks. Thank you. Um, until then, until next time, with our little Harry Potter books. Happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs>